0: Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, we share our thoughts on the recent shocking news rocking music. The NCAA canceled a concert, and the guys have loads to discuss about a recent killer live show with the official band of the Guitar Dads Podcast. We're getting dirty in a mammoth way this week on the podcast. Now, the guys who can't go one show without mentioning Dirty Honey, Matt and Dave. (laughs) <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Matt. And I'm Dave and welcome to the pod, everybody. Yes, welcome, welcome. Thank you for
1: listening, everybody. So Dave, it's been um it's been a few weeks since we've just done a podcast, just the two of us. We don't have a guest today. I know it's been a minute. I know, huh? but we will I mean, have some more guests soon. We got more people in the pipeline here, so
0: we got some more people in the pipeline, which we're definitely looking forward to. We hope you guys uh, check it out when it when it definitely when it drops. So, you listeners, um,
1: you listeners seem yeah. to be liking the guests. So, you
0: know, we, we might have some special guests. You know,
1: every now and again.
0: So We just might. Yeah. So <laughs> make sure you check us out on Instagram at Guitar Dads Pod. We're, we're constantly popping stuff over there. Mm. Uh, a lot of you have uh, joined our Facebook group at Guitar Dads Podcast. You can find us a private group. We'll let you in. You don't have to answer any questions or anything like that. Um, we'll and also check it. us out on, on YouTube. We're going to put some we put some clips about, of, of the pod on uh, YouTube as well. So find us Guitar Dads Podcast on YouTube. Um, and you can check out the, some of the recent stuff last week we uh, we had a great chat with our uh with our guest who was uh Ryan Burke of everybody knows who, who Ryan Burke is 60 cycle hum um and the week before that we had uh who we have we had Henry uh we had Henry James the guitarist for uh, Robert john and the wreck had a great chat with him so definitely i check it out all that stuff is uh currently up there and live and uh, or wherever you download or stream your podcast so We appreciate it. We appreciate your listening. Check it out and tell your, you know, fellow guitar
1: dad, parent, or just guitar people, uh, friends. You don't have to be a guitar dad to to listen to this podcast, but no, you know, you just gotta love. You just gotta love the rock music, keeping rock alive, and you gotta love, you know, talking gear, and that's that's what we do here in the guitar dads. Yeah. So.
0: No requirements. No requirements. No requirements at all. We'll let you in the group. You don't have to answer any questions. I know. I thought we had questions up there at one point, didn't we? How easy? do you like guitar? That's it. Oh. I don't even know. I don't think there's any questions at
1: all. At this point, like, I'm hoping we get spammed. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, I'm really really not. I'm really not. Anyway, Dave, what do we got going on? We had some sad news. Should We should uh, we get into the news and notes? I got a jingle. News and notes.
0: (laughs) What is this, Muppets Take Manhattan? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, all right, sorry to bring it up, and let's bring it right back down. Yeah, we had some uh, absolutely devastating news in the rock world, which I'm sure everybody knows what I'm about to to talk about. But uh, Taylor Hawkins, drummer of Foo Fighters, dead at the age of 50. Very sad, very tragic um, and I think, you know, everything that's coming out, he, I think he had a number of things in his system, whether mm. that was, you know, whether that was, you know, medication or, or drugs, whatever, we don't want to speculate, but the, you know, stuff is starting to come out about it. And it's, it just, it's just really tragic. It's, it's tragic, absolutely tragic.
1: It's tragic, Dave. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just very tragic. I mean, let, let's, let's kind of just celebrate him a little bit though. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. definitely up there with one of the greatest drummers ever.
0: Right. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree, and I was I was uh, I, w- I was going to say I would I would definitely put him up there in like the in the, probably easily in the top twenty. You could even make an argument fifteen or ten. ten. if you yeah. really want to yeah. talk about you know some of the great drummers out there. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think musicians and a lot of fans appreciate his work, but I think as a whole, is ma- mainstream music? Do, do they really understand how good he really was? Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know.
1: Let's think about it this way. He was the drummer in Dave Grohl's band.
0: Well, there you go. I
1: mean, there you go. I mean, Dave Grohl pr- is. I know Dave, that's all you need to know. Seriously, like Dave Grohl is just regarded as being one of the better drummers out there, probably one of the greatest ever as well, in terms of kind of what his band did to to uh, influence music. And yeah, and Taylor was the the guy that was his drummer in his in Dave Grohl's band. So and also, this, like I've never seen the Foo's live in person, but I've watched a million live things on TV and YouTube, and you know, the guy just had so much personality and fire. And, you know, he was just so fun to watch up there. Right. And he was very talented, too. Like, I remember he, very, he could
0: sing. He, I remember he, he would sing. sing.
1: Yeah. yeah. He would come up and sing when Dave would um, would go back there and play the drums. So, I mean, what a talented guy. What a tragic now, loss for rock and yeah. roll.
0: Totally agree. Now, if you one of the one of my favorite moments, the live at Wembley show, Jimmy Page comes out. Yes, Taylor, I remember this. Taylor comes Taylor comes down and sings rock and roll. Dave goes back to the drums. It was that was like that was probably one of the like the the coolest moments in rock ever. That was very cool. That's but, when Jimmy Page yeah. was
1: playing um he was playing through Warren Jamps, too. I remember that. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Go back and w- go go to the tape. Oh. Check check me on this, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, you're right. That was an iconic moment. And, you know, just like what a body of work that, that, uh, Taylor had with Foo, Foo Fighters and, you know, just a huge influence on drummers. You know, I'm sure if you talk to any drummer out there, they're going to tell you how much they respect what, what Taylor Hawkins did and his talents. So he, he was, he, he was
0: one of the greatest and,
1: you know, again, tragic loss gone way too soon, um for rock and do roll. they go
0: on i think i mean there's some speculation out there that they may they may or may not continue but i i highly doubt that they wouldn't i think they, yeah. they just take some time yeah. and they go on The foo fighters it's too it's too big of a thing to not continue it's a know? juggernaut
1: you know that's actually a really good point i feel like the days of bands you know breaking up when people die like isn't i feel like that's those days are over I feel like it did. Yeah, I think you're right. Of course, it famously happened with uh, Zeppelin. um, You know, but you know, I don't know. I feel like there's people are just moving on these days because I think they there's a there's a sense that no, the person in the band who passed really would have wanted us to go on and continue the music and continue the legacy, right? So, so and I think that's true. I think like putting a pin in it is kind of hard. I mean, I get where. Led Zeppelin was coming from when they ended the band because, I mean, let's if we're honest, like Bonham was such a force,
0: right? Oh, I mean, incredible, uh, yeah. You know,
1: so I can see how devastated they were, and they just felt like there's just, you know, the magic is going to be gone. We can't continue with it. But, Fufa, you know, we talk about this all the time. Zeppelin was only together for, what, 10 years? around I mean, that, the thing with the food you know? the thing
0: with the zeppelin well the thing with zeppelin is every single one of those members were so critically important yeah. to the band yeah. you know what i mean i mean you yeah. can say that you can't it's true about every band right but i mean there's certain bands that are out there that are still performing today that if one member died there's obviously some bands where there's one member that's more important than others in terms of like if that person went yeah, would the band carry on. Would it be the same thing? Yeah, and you know, certainly with Zeppelin, I think any one of those, if anybody had died, certainly you know Jimmy or 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 Plant, but you know, even if John Paul Jones died, you know, I think oh, they totally, done, I think they yeah. would have broken up too. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I just think I just think that band was just too iconic. But I think with the Foo Fighters, I think Taylor Hawkins was one of the more important band members. You know, I mean. I mean, there's just just his, yeah, what he contributed and what his style of of drumming. And like, if you listen to they, he has some iconic, you know, stuff that he, that he did on, on some of these records. Totally. Totally.
1: No, you're right. It's just, just true. But I think like Dave Grohl sold Dave Grohl and the boys. We'll soldier on and continue the legacy of what Taylor, you know, did in, in this in his career with them, and so it'll just you know every show. I feel like that's what happens now when you think about bands. You know, this the Stones. You know, Charlie Watts passes on the Stones, soldier on and kind of Still celebrate. Perfect. Yeah, it's a great example. It's almost like a celebration of life at that point to say like no, like we're gonna celebrate what this person brought to. This band and we're gonna and we're gonna soldier on on this. So I think that's probably what's gonna happen with the foos. I think it's gonna yeah. take them a long time to recover uh, from this. I think it will, and um, you know, it's what it is. You know, the other famous band that uh, soldiered on is ACDC,
0: right? Right. You
1: know, after Bon Scott dies. So yeah, oh, and, and to, yeah.
0: they they totally I mean, they totally soldiered on. Yeah. I mean look look at look at the career they had afterwards. I know right? I, mean, I know and
1: what, and what Brian Johnson has brought to the band. So yeah, you know I'm not saying that's going to be the situation here with the foos, um, but you know you never know, you never know, you never know what's right. going to no, happen. No, you never know. So you never know. But anyway, yeah, what what a tragic loss and. You know the guitar dads. You know from our guitar dads' our family to to Taylor Hawkins and all the Foo Fighters' uh, family. You know our heart goes out. What a tragic thing!
0: Tragic, tragic thing. All right, let's uh, let's try to lighten it up just a little bit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and into some kind of a more manufactured tragedy here. Did you? I heard this today, and I just couldn't <laughs> yeah, help but laugh. This is ridiculous. And I know you heard this because I texted you. Yeah, yeah, you. this is dumb. So. Eric Church apparently had has a show uh, is touring right now, and his next I th- one of his one of his shows this week it happens to be Saturday night. We all know Saturday night here in the U.S. Um, is the Final Four. You know, men's uh, college basketball uh, is is massive in, in this country, and yeah, uh, yeah. and the Final Four uh, is this weekend, and it's a there's a, one iconic game that and these two teams have never met in the Final Four, and they've I don't even know if they met in the tournament. I think they have. But yeah, i mean, not even met in the tournament. I don't even know if they, they, must, they met in the tournament they must before, have. actually. They must have. I don't know. I don't know if they have. Okay, so. But either way, so Eric Church sends out a message to his fans, sorry, I have to cancel my show on Saturday night, this massive show in Texas. Like at a stadium. Because. At a stadium because I have because I because I'm I'm such a diehard North Carolina fan. I, I wanna go to this game and you know, it just means too much. Like, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> You're gonna let your fans your your hardworking, hard like you know, paying fans to come see you play. And you're gonna prioritize a college basketball game over them? I'm sorry that that just it's com- that just bothers. It's me.
1: complete. If you don't, if so, those of you listening, if you don't know who Eric Church is, he's a very uh, famous country artist. He's actually kind of good. He's pretty good, I think, Dave. He's very good, yeah. And if you listen to his songs, like there's some guitar work. He's definitely got some Nashville studio cats just slaying on his uh, on his albums. So um, you should go check out. You know, check out. I mean, whatever. It, it's got to if country if that kind of country is your thing. I I don't know if I'd. Call him bro country but he's kind of, yeah i guess he's kind of bro country eh,
0: a little bro he's not a, bro he's country. not as bro
1: country as like jason aldean and um no and uh what's his name bro, uh, luke bryan but yes. he's but he's no, pretty no. but he's pretty bro country i guess so he's pretty bro country so it's pretty funny i mean this is i mean this is ridiculous <laughs> I
0: mean, um but you <laughs> really? know whatever
1: if you're that big of a star i guess you can do whatever the hell you want so more power to him you know so
0: that would that would piss me off
1: as a fan, but whatever. Okay. Anyway, it's just
0: it's just, it's, off, it's almost call. as ridiculous as the whole Will Smith slap. But we're not going to get into that. Oh boy, I knew you were going to somebody was going to drop that. I just got Chris rocked. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to. We're not going to talk about. We are thirteen minutes into the pod, and you just dropped the. Uh, I knew you were going to bring up Wilson. This by
1: Rock. the time this pod airs, it's it's um it's old news. old news. But he's uh, Chris Rock is in town this weekend. He is. Yeah, he's in, in, in Boston He's in Boston. Boston. Performing. Performing. Yeah, he's, in Boston he's, got, he's
0: got three. He's got six shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about what a disgrace that was. Anyway, let, let's let's oh, okay. let's, anyway. Just, let's just move, move on. Moving on. Well, before we get into uh, the the main course of the evening, we are, as we do uh, many weeks, we are going to bring you yet another band you guys really need to be listening to. And this, I think, these guys are just hot, and I, I think you're g- you're going to love them. So, there's a band called Paralandra. Apparently, it's a the, the <sighs> name is like a, a a combination of the lead singer and the and I think the guitars. I don't know. I but anyway, I just happen to kind of come across them. Um, yeah, because of the because of the famous uh, Apple algorithms and yep. Spotify algorithms. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'll tell you, this lead singer, she is she's she's got it, man. She, she is the next Lizzie Hale. Yeah, and they they do uh, they are very hailstorm ish.
1: Um, they a,
0: got their own thing going on too. They're
1: a little more um, classic
0: rocky than they are classic rocky. They're a little kind of get that hailstormish thing going on too. Yeah, they
1: do. Like I would say, like. Hailstorm is more on the modern rock side, and these guys lean yeah. more into the the classicy rock. You know, more like a seventies inspired, seventies and eighties inspired type of rock. Um, you know, Hailstorm H- is like I'm walking a fine line here, but guys. But um, but she definitely is coming after Lizzie Hill on the vocals. Man, she she's she wails. She's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's incredible. She really is. So so definitely worth Did you get a chance to listen out. to them when I sent them I did, you? I did. I listened to, you sent me a YouTube video, I watched that, and then I listened to a couple more songs on YouTube, and I was really impressed. And and she does, she has that kind of sound. And it it's reminiscent of Lizzie the way that she can really just wail and, and get those screams out and sing in that high kind of register. So it's. I definitely think this is a band to check out. This is definitely a Guitar Dad-worthy band to check out. So mm. band to watch, go check them out.
0: Yeah, definitely a band to watch. So anyway, uh, we we kind of did something fun last weekend, right? It was another Guitar Dad's outing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a camp camp trip. <laughs> that kind, kind of is a
1: camp trip when Dave and I go I out. It is kind of like a yeah. Dave and I went out. We went to see the official band of the Guitar Dad podcast, Dirty Honey. And with Mammoth, which is Wolfgang Van Halen's band, and it was an
0: incredible night. I mean, yeah, okay, that's it. And that was this that week's was, the was Dad's podcast. Talking. I mean, what else are we
1: gonna say? I mean. I mean, yeah. I think Dave and I we both had high expectations for Dirty Honey. We've never seen Dirty Honey kind of headline a show, and they still didn't quite headline a show. Which is well, they did. It was a co. It, it was a
0: co-headliner it was thing. A they co- both. Did, they both did like an hour, an hour and fifteen, and it was a pretty full set. And I think it was. I mean, it was a killer. set. plus, they also have so much material now because yeah, um, you know. So, but all right. So, what were your first thoughts? Obviously, incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I, I,
1: you know, Dirty Honey, we, this is the third time we've seen them live. And they, they just bring it live. They just bring the energy and the fire. And, you know, I think you're right, Dave. This was a co-headline tour, even, they, even though they went on first. The sound was incredible, nice and crisp. Oh, that's Killer. It was a brand new uh, venue. We saw them saw them at at Boston. So the sound and the acoustics, I think they didn't spare much expense, right, Dave? It was pretty dialed in. It sounded pr- oh, it, was, uh, it sounded pretty, absolutely, it sounded pretty good. And um, yeah, you know, they did all the songs that we wanted to hear. You know, they did an Aerosmith cover. It happened to be it was last Saturday night, which happened to be Stephen Tyler's birthday. So they did a.
0: So they did last. So child. They did last
1: child, which they tend to do anyway. But they've,
0: they've done before, yeah.
1: But um, they did last child. You know, just awesome. Just you know, such stage presence, such um. You know, and, and energy up there, like John Notto, You know, I think I think what we'll do is we'll talk about the show, and then we'll get into the gear for those of you that like like to get into the gear, because because John Not- Notto actually did a gear rig rundown on Instagram. But like I said, we'll talk the rest about the show, and then we'll get into it later, because well, I'll get into some detail because yeah, yeah, he's doing yeah. some cool stuff. But, he, but his sound was awesome. But, oh, his And sound he's was such incredible. a performer. Like he's just he's running oh, around both the both he and yeah. And
0: Mark LaBelle, the singer. I mean, I think we, like you said, we've seen them three times. They get better and better every time. And I really feel like they, the two of them, not uh, Notto and LaBelle, are, are really kind of coming into their own and getting that, like, command of the stage totally. and crowd. And just, I mean, and I'll tell you, I mean, I... I I I see so many comparisons uh, in in Mark Label to to guys like Steven Tyler, Mick Jagger, those kinds of guys. Oh yeah, the, kind of, the classic. The rocks. kind of command that guy has on stage. And 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 the and, and then Nato too. That I mean, you could put him up there with the with the big dudes. Oh, totally. Too.
1: The way that he the way that he runs around the stage and and you know really plays to the crowd. And he's got the guitar up behind his head. Like it's just they're so much fun to watch, right? The lead singer um, he came down into the crowd a few times. Like the crowd was just going berserko. and you know what? We should tell the story actually. Dave, he almost killed somebody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should tell that story where he he was doing. Doing the thing where he has his mic saying he was throwing it out to the crowd to, for them to sing the choruses and stuff. And he flung the guitar stand out, and the mic, the wireless mic, just goes flying right off the thing into the crowd. <laughs> and somebody, somebody picks it up off the floor, and hucks somebody it, pick, hucks it back up to him. Tucks it right back out. And yeah, it was like he didn't, even, he didn't even miss a beat, and he just kept singing. So that was great. Yep. The other thing he said, which I thought was extremely interesting, was. He goes, you know, he looked at the crowd when we were going insane, and he was like, you know, our booking agent told us that we should play out in Worcester because we're not going to sell tickets in Boston. And he's like, I just want to tell him to F off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the place was packed, and everybody was digging it, and people knew people knew the lyrics. I mean, you know, like you said, every time put he put the mic out into the crowd, every, people were singing. People know Dirty Honey. And the fact that, I mean, shame, shame, shame. That's incredible to me. Like, yeah, you're not going to sell any tickets. I mean, talk about like having like zero understanding know. Of, of your of, of your audience and, and where they are in the country. It's like. I think like a band like that isn't going to sell in Boston. Yeah,
1: I think we talked about this on the Slash episode when we talked about the Slash show that I had my Dirty Honey shirt on at the Slash show, and every time I would like go get a drink and go to the bathroom, at least like four or five people would be like, "Dirty Honey rocks, man!" Um, yeah, see, people so know. It, it was it was very cool. It was very so. I think like it's really starting to get in, and especially in Boston, people are really into them. I think I talked about this when I was in Nashville. I had my Dirty Honey shirt on when I was doing my guitar safari and a bunch of people brought them up and you know they're, they're really like bubbling under the surface to some extent and are ready to just completely go and bust through um so oh, yeah so they, they they really are bringing it and you know if you, i know we just gush about these guys non-stop but it's it's for a reason we do it's a, it's, a, it's a little it's a little embarrassing <laughs> it's a little really. embarrassing I
0: mean, <laughs> we go we don't go a show like i said in the intro we don't go a show without mentioning these guys in some fashion yeah. you know i mean it's like yeah. it, it is kind of a little embarrassing but any anyway anyway no they re- they they're just incredible and they i mean they the sky i feel like the sky is the limit with them oh they yeah really, there's so many bands out there that you feel like could take off it should take off but i feel like these guys have they're they're on their way. Yeah, you
1: know, I actually want to bring that up because um, I actually watched a documentary that I think is a f- kind of old now. I think it's like five or six years old now. That was on uh, Access TV. If you don't get Access TV and you're a rock fan, like you got to get Access TV. I recently just I recently like upgraded my cable. I know who the hell has cable these days, but I I do, and I I did.
0: Actually, I hear a lot of people are going back because they're so sick and tired of paying all this. Yeah. They, by the time you pay all your streaming fees, you pay the same price. I still like a you know Comcast or any other cable. Yeah, company.
1: yeah, I, I I agree. You know, so um there was a, a documentary on Access TV called Classic Rock, and I kind of caught the end of it. And in the end of it, it's all like these v- famous people, or I wouldn't say super famous, but like semi famous classic rock kind of artists that were basically saying. Like, you know, no, I think it's going to come back. I think there will be a, the next big band out there that will kind of break through and be extremely popular. I think Greta Flam Fleet is is kind of that you know i think they're in the lexicon now i think people understand who they are not just like rock fans Uh, i think people understand who who they are um but i don't know if they're gonna quite get there but you know dirty honey could potentially be a band like that that actually like breaks through again and um you know gets like some real mainstream success i mean that's actually an interesting point dave do you think that do you think that's true do you think that rock is going to come to the forefront at some point again
0: I mean I'll tell you we we've now been to uh, a number of of great shows in the last few months and I in, in between slash and the dirty honey mammoth show just looking at the fans yep. watching them watching them interact with the band and being so into it yep. and seeing these packed crowds no, I mean I don't maybe it maybe it's unique to to bigger cities, bigger music cities like Boston mm. and New York mm. and, and those kinds of cities, but I mean it just feels like rock is so alive in places like it this. It does. If you think so yeah, it's, you know. It's hard to it's hard to argue with that.
1: That's right, Dave. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about keep rock alive. That's the theme of this podcast, right? And it's like yeah. and it's like um you know, we're keeping rock alive. We're trying to keep rock alive by talking about it, but people are out there and it is, you can feel it. It's like palpable out there when you're at these shows and, and there's something, it's, it's different, right? There's something to, like we it with slash, like that's a packed as the, the slash show was packed as I've ever seen a slash sh- show in the last 10, 15 years, right? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, totally. it's getting out there and these shows are really packed and people are excited and, I think there's something out there. I think, you know, it, it's definitely catching on. And, and Dave's right. If you watch the crowd, the demographic of these crowds at these shows, slash included... Um, it's changing. It's changing. There's a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids in these things. There's... You know what I... Mark LaBelle pointed it yeah, out the other night. he did. And, and so did Wolfgang. And so did Wolfgang. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, they, they can see, like, there's parents there with their kids. There's, um you know, younger people there. There's older people there's there. There's
0: three generations of people there. They're there's grandparents, parents, and kids at these shows. It's just absolutely insane to me. And now I don't know if, I don't know if the algorithms are changing in terms of I don't know if people are becoming more aware of things, so they're maybe casually listening to to more rock, and so the these Apple and Spotify and all those um, uh, platforms are like pushing this kind of stuff yep. a little bit more to them, so they're getting into I it. I think that's more. right. Or. or- or if they're more like you and me where we kind of – we just search some of this stuff out. You know, I as we've been talking about all these new bands on the show or newer bands on the show, a lot of those bands I've kind of just snuffed out myself and just kind of come across That's them. Right, but right. You have. P- Paralandra Par- Par- was recommended to me on – I think it was on Spotify or app. I can't – anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but the point is
1: <laughs> I was just
0: listening along and I'm like, who the heck are these guys? Yep. Oh wow! I gotta check them out. And there's so, so many bands yeah. out there.
1: There's so many bands that are like that, and we're we're giving them to you every week. We have a new band for you every week, and each one is awesome.
0: Yeah. So I was wrong because a number of years ago I said I think I think rock as we know it is kind of dead. No, I mean, no way. It's not, I don't think. we'll... we're never going to see the heyday like we did no, back no, in the no, '80s, no, no, where no. like stadiums are just packed every weekend with some kind of big band in in town. You know, that's not going to happen. Well, maybe who knows? But yeah, I think you you are definitely seeing. Um, you know, weekly, you're seeing shows come to town. Yeah, where it's some big rock band after the next, or at least a rock yep. band. You know? I think
1: you're right. I think you're right. Um, all right, so let's go on. Let's talk about Wolfgang. Let's talk about Mammoth. What What did you think, Dave? Oh
0: man, I think that was the loudest set I have ever <laughs> heard in my life. It was
1: very loud. It, it was. <laughs> it was like Dirty Honey was loud, but like my, bearable. I still can't hear. Yeah, yeah. Like Dirt, Dirty Honey was loud but bearable, and this the 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 drum kit, the kick drum in particular uh, in in Mammoth set was so loud. Like my, you could feel it. You feel that in your chest. Like I, I, Literally. I was joking. Like I felt my hair move. Right, I, 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 literally, I literally did. I mean, it was that loud. It was completely insane. And then the guitars. And then you know, then he's got these EVH amps cranked, and it was just two guitars. And it was just, it was like, it was crazy. But it was, crazy. but it sounded good.
0: It sounded amazing. Yeah. I mean. I mean, at some point I almost did feel like I wish I had a little, little you yeah, know, I should, but I, I mean. totally
1: screwed up by not, not uh, bringing it. I didn't, I didn't anticipate cause I, we had seen dirty honey and I was like, okay, well they don't play super duper loud. So we're going to be okay. But I didn't anticipate that, that Wolfgang was just going to blow our heads off, which he did. Oh my God. He really, he did. really did. He really did. I mean, it was pretty wild. So, but yeah, it was, I mean, what, what did you think? I was so impressed. With Wolf, I, I was blown away.
0: Yep. I really was blown away. I mean, he is he is so. I think he's he's currently right now. Uh, you know, uh, he, I feel like he's a little he's lesser known now and underrated as his own uh, as course. his own artist, yeah. right? Still, everybody still as everybody still kind of knows him as you know Eddie's Eddie's son, right? So I think and he really tries to make the point that this is his own thing. He won't play Van Halen on on, nope, on tour nope. when he's doing his own thing. Uh, he also, he he does, he records, he plays and records everything himself. He doesn't bring a band. He doesn't bring studio musicians into the studio with him. That's right. Um, it's only these touring guys. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Frank Sidoris, who was his normal guitarist, because he was finishing up the last tour with Slash, the last uh, show of the tour with Slash. Yeah, yep. but- um, this other dude that's I forget his name but he he was oh, he was he great was crazy good. Too. you know what was
1: amazing about that guitar player he had with them was the guy was singing harmonies that were like really good like the vo- this is the that's the thing yeah. that probably blew me away the most because you know the vocals on the album on Wolfgang's album and the mammoth album are are great um and he could do it and he brought it live. Yeah. He just brought it live and he's singing and and the guitar lines he's the parts that he's playing while he's singing are incredibly impressive like I couldn't I used to sing and play guitar quite a bit I I couldn't do that stuff it's like it's it's this guy is impressive um, he right, let's he's awesome. Let's,
0: let's get let's 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 backtrack now with gear and let's uh let me ask you, what did you think of his, his new signatures that he brought very, out? Very, are you gonna get one? Very of the, I think cool, they look so cool. very cool.
1: You know what? They I was joking with Dave, you know what they look like? They look like the Novo guitars. Uh, um, That Retschall plays, they look like that. They have that. His, he has one, he had one that was like a um. Like a flame top, uh, sunburst.
0: Oh, that thing! That That looked great. and
1: then he had one that looked more like a nova. It was like a a beat up, like like a beat up white one, like a relic, like a relic relic white, uh, off white, like Olympic white almost. Um, It looked very cool. The guitars sounded great. I agree. I mean, that's a new EVH model that isn't released yet. He's kind of previewing it all on this tour and his guitar player was playing like the regular EVH guitars. I think he was playing a Wolfgang actually for some of it. He did have a
0: PRS at some point. He had a cool looking PRS, like a silver, like like a, like a a matte, like a a matte, like like a matte chrome kind of PRS. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was, yeah. And then they was, they were both playing, of course, they were both playing out of EVH amps and these, like we were saying, these things are just brutally just, Distorted and just <laughs> glorious. I mean,
0: yeah. So, and I, I asked you, I don't know if you could hear me, but are you going to, would you buy one of those? I, You know what? Any one of I, you them. You know, the EVH amps are quite good. I've told. You've been, you've been kind of interested in one because I yeah. remember one time you played one at Guitar Center and you were kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like the, like
1: the, the, the tones you get out of that are very good. Um, I think we, I think I brought this up when we were talking about your uh, Blackstar head, Dave, and I was like, you know, those EVH heads are great, and they do have good clean tones too, because in the end they're made by Fender, um, and they, you know, they got like multiple gain. I think there's like two different gain channels, There's, like a crunch and then like a heavier gain channel. They, they sound. I don't know exactly which one. I know like his guitar. He had a white one, whatever one that is. I think it's just a regular 50 watt one that Wolfgang was playing. His guitar player was playing the. The gold um, EVH amp Which was, I think I, I believe that's the one with 6L6's six in it It has different tubes than the regular ones do That's why they made it gold um, So anyway, it's it's very cool The amp sounded incredible The guitars Yeah, those Wolfgang signatures, man Those those are going to be cool I mean, I don't know what they're going to come out How much they're going to be if it's, if it's like most of those They're probably going to be in the $1,000 range um, yeah, but that's still a good price. for, it that, is. for
0: those guitars. I'm it sure. Is. I'm sure they're killer guitars. Yes, if, I mean, he's certainly just like what we're talking about with John Mayer playing the SE, you know, on tour. I mean, Wolfie's not going to be playing these things if he doesn't really a hundred percent stand behind what he's oh, playing, they, right? Yeah, so, totally, totally. And I mean, yeah. it's going to be worth it. Totally, if it if it's in that thousand dollar range, I think those are going to be totally worth your while to check out.
1: Absolutely. So that's pretty cool to look forward to. So that was, you know, we we didn't get a chance to. I mean, who knows what the heck he was using for pedals? He was definitely stomping on stuff. So stomping on
0: something. <laughs> we didn't get a chance to include including including the rug that the uh, crew seemed to be struggling oh, yeah. with in between sets. Yeah, what was that all about? <laughs> what is with what is with these rugs that these museums? Yeah, <laughs> people love like Oriental rugs. Yeah, it's like so weird. Well, that wasn't even like an Oriental. It was this weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the heck they were doing with the rug. But, but, um, yeah, so anyway, so that was very cool. And then John Notto's rig, let's talk about that. He did a rig rundown that was very exciting that we really got to see what the heck he's doing. You can check it. I think it was on his, Was it on his Instagram or dirty honeys. I think it was on both.
0: I think, I think it was on, yeah, I think it was on, Yeah, his, uh, yeah, I don't remember, but I know I saw it on but his it, at some but it's, point or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's pretty straightforward typically prepared guitar desk. yeah
1: exactly but it's pretty straightforward Rick as you can imagine because the kind of kind of music they play so he plays Les Pauls he's got a really nice um, 58 reissue I thought he would have a 59 reissue but it's actually a 58 um, it's relic I think it's Murphy aged actually so it's a quite nice one it just sounds so good I think oh, God, I, I think he's running stock pickups in that but I'd have to look back at the rundown and see Didn't I don't remember if he put other pickups in I think he's I think he, that things Sounded yeah like, I mean when yeah. he was
0: digging into that thing I mean that's the it the sound that was so just good. hitting you oh yeah yeah
1: so he he's running that he was also running um um just a f- 50s standard Gibson USA Something you can buy off yeah. the shelf, you know. Um, and that sounded great, too. as a tobacco burst. Um, sounded great as well. So, you know, those are basically the guitars he would alternate in between. His rig is basically a Marshall Plexi with a 4x12. Um, I think he's got the cables jumped. And then this is the coolest part about his rig. Is he...
0: Yeah, this is really because embarrassingly enough, I did not watch the whole rig run. Yeah, come so on, you, Dave. You kind of reveal, you, yeah, I know. You revealed this to me at the show, and I was like, what? Yeah.
1: This is, that's crazy. So he's running a Jubilee with another 4x12 cab, right? These are like, these look like kind of uh, vintage um, Marshall 4x12s, right? With the, um, with like the checker, um, the checker, what's it called, grill on them, grill cloth on them is what they did. But he's got a Jubilee up there. He's got a 100 watt Jubilee. Um, the, the, uh, what is it? The 50, whatever, whatever the heck it's called. Uh, you know, the hundred watt Jubilee that goes onto a 50 Watts. And, um, and, and I thought, okay, so he's running a stereo rig. This is very cool. No, he doesn't run it as a stereo rig all the time. He uses the Jubilee as a lead boost. So so it's, like, <laughs> so, cool. ah! so it's like that's oh, so cool. So it's like, hey, what do you use as a boost pedal? No, silver Jubilee, <laughs> <A> Silva Jubilee, <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> completely insane. And so so so, yeah, so basically, when he when he goes into his solos, what you're hearing is the plexi and stereo with like. And he did talk about how he had the Jubilee set pretty dirty. Um, you know, like not, not like edge of breakup type of stuff, like extremely dirty. Yeah, it's pretty dirty. Um, so, you know, just, just kick. And he did say, he's like, I, I'm kind of, he actually, I think he said in the rig right now, I'm getting, he's like, I got it set to like a slash tone. <laughs> I think,
0: uh, I think, he's, now, I think he said, I think he said that. If you if you're, it- it, and if you're watching this right now, if you look behind Matt's uh, Matt's right shoulder, you can see the the brand, the all brand all-brand-new uh, John Notto Signature pedal sitting on top of his cab over there. See that little Jubilee Mini? It's a, ju- mini? That's a, it's a
1: Jubilee Mini. It's a mini version of <laughs> his a boost, boost That's pedal. a Mini Boost. A that's mini, boost. Yeah, and that's <laughs> how I did it. That's how I did it, yeah. But, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then he's got – I don't remember every pedal that he's got on his rig, but you can go check out and, and, and read yeah, about the yeah. pedals. But he definitely, you know, he's definitely playing with um, – with some delays um, which he really likes. I definitely he's definitely playing with some reverb. He's definitely got some um some fuzz. I think he's got a fuzz on there,
0: right Dave? I think. It sounded yeah. like he was he was rolling some he's fuzz. He's definitely got some fuzz. Occasionally. He's yeah. got I
1: think he does wah. He uses wah very sparingly. Definitely uses but wah, but he yeah. had the wah. Yeah, but
0: he he uses it. Yeah, he had yeah. the
1: wah. Yeah. So he, you know, he's doing He's doing all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely go check out his rig, but but yeah, that's definitely the best part of it. It's like what do you use as a boost pedal? Ah,
0: Silver Jubilee. Um. Now, <laughs> now this might not be interesting to, to to our listeners, but maybe it is, because I've noticed some pictures on the tour. We, we noticed those cabs were in, were angled a little oh, bit, yeah. right? Oh yeah, and that's he's been doing that the whole tour. Why does it looks he do like. so? Or at least uh, the pictures that I've seen. So what Dave's talking about? I, what Dave? Now it might just be even, although if you look at when they've been on last and they have more space on the stage. Some of those pictures, they're pretty straight on. So I don't know if it has something to do with the stage setup and the, because Wolf Wolf's drum Wolfie's drummer, his kit was right behind uh, Nato's amps. So I don't know if it has something to do with the way that was set up or what. But yeah, yeah, that's that. Those were angled uh, every time I've seen them. Yeah. So what Dave's talking, what Dave's
1: talking about is if you are looking at the stage the the his two probably describe this yeah his two cabs are angled to the right like if you're looking at the stage angled to the right so like at like i don't know like a 45 degree angle like going off maybe a little like off stage a little off
0: off stage a little little like
1: going like pointed off like pointed to the right of the stage off stage it's like this is weird why is he doing that i don't know maybe it's maybe his drummer wants him to do that who the hell
0: knows um, yeah, maybe because he's maybe he's got him too cranked, and it it it, it affects the drum. I don't know. Is that I, that, that it might, might be, the be just
1: to like d- deflect the sound away from the band because he's just blaring them. I mean, you know, you yeah. could you could hear the guitar so well it was just it was all. Aw- I, I mean, I don't think we weren't quite. I mean, it, this wasn't a huge uh, venue, but like I said, the sound was so good and balanced that like you didn't hear. You didn't really hear like stage volume. You didn't hear like no. You you could a maybe little bit, a little bit. Paid yeah, if you pay attention yeah. a little bit. But you know they did a good job with the bass and the drums, so you didn't really get like that kind of sound. So anyway, no. but it was it was very cool. It was you know classic guitar dad show and a great time. So,
0: oh, it's a great time, yeah. and and I'll tell you, these I, I am digging these these club shows more and more these days, particularly because just, you can get so close and really enjoy oh. uh, a lot of the stuff that we love, not just listening to the music, but checking out the gear and just kind of getting real close to the band and just being part of the oh, show. Man, you can't beat you know, it. Not not to say. No, of course not. Not to say that we don't love our, like, you know, big stadium shows or shed shows and that I don't, kind of stuff. I don't but, love them as much as these shows. But I don't love them as much anymore. Sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you. Sorry. I, I would prefer to go see a club show. Yeah. Now, I did see, you know, this, again, this may not be interesting to some of our listeners, but anybody in Boston, they are opening a new venue right down the street from the House of Blues on Lansdowne Street called the MGM Music hall and i believe that is open in the fall so we're gonna be checking out shows oh, there's there. gonna be all kinds of shows that's gonna be very cool yeah that like boston has quite a few more, more club shows boston
1: has quite a few uh venues so it's like this is interesting so i feel like this is gonna be extremely cool to have yet another one in our in our town here so yeah i'm excited
0: more to come i'm excited. more to come more to come guitar
1: dads but what do you think dave should we get out of here
0: yeah, I think we should probably get out of here. But, yeah, so more to come is is right. We definitely have a lot on the horizon, so make sure you are following very closely. Check us out on Instagram, at Guitar Dads Pod. Don't forget to find us now on our Facebook group, at Guitar Dads Podcast. Uh, we will let you in, no questions asked. Um, and you can find us all over YouTube. We post clips of whatever the heck we want, whether it's <laughs> – you know, Matt, Matt Jammin' on guitar or some of our more recent interviews with uh, Henry James of James uh, of Robert John and the Wreck or our chat with Ryan Burke uh, last week. Uh, definitely check us out all over the the, uh, the socials. Definitely. And um, we really appreciate you guys because this thing is building and we, we see it and we love it. So we hope you guys are digging what we're doing and we hope to keep doing it. But uh, otherwise, I think that was this week's guitar dads podcast that's it keep rock alive catch you guys on the flip